red roses that he hands out during that song. That would be fucking hilarious. Or if they were like half black, half white, like his. That'd outfit. be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be Eli, so. That's a tip because I feel funny. like he, I feel like he'd hear that and go, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Oh so that would be so funny. They're like half Eli, black and that. half white, kind of wilted. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is high decibels. Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people, you're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love in New York City and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James. And this song is Shadow by the Living Strange, who we saw at the Knitting Factory on Saturday, January 18th, and who we'll be talking about today. But before that, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit, at High Decibels Pod, for clips, pics, discussions, and more. Also, follow us and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Podcast. And if you give a rate and review on Apple Pod, uh, that would be an enormous help for us. Uh, if they do that on that service, then you get to start seeing a couple of things like stats and uh, uh, ways to track who's actually like listening uh, on that service. So it would be really, really big help. Absolutely. And as always, we offer the opportunity if you'd an executive produce an episode. Basically, what that is is that you decide what show that we're going to see somewhere uh, in the tri state area. And uh, you get those tickets, and we'll go to that show, and we will recap it. And, hey, we're more than happy to have you on to guest if you would like to do that. Or uh, we give can us, do it. Give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. We, we can off. read them off. Uh, or we can do, like, a, a Skype-type thing, you know, which is – that's that's fine. Um, or whatever. You could just listen. Or maybe you don't even live out here and you won't even be at the show, but you're like, gee, I wish I lived somewhere where I could see shows or, gee, I wish I was in a mental state to go, go to, to shows, shows and- but I'm not. But I like hearing these guys talk about them. We'll do that. We totally we do it. Um, all right, so uh, getting into this show, uh, this one will be maybe a bit of a short one because we could not ID all the songs uh, despite our best efforts with uh, picking up on lyrics and such. And we don't have uh, an official set list for this. Um, but, anyway. but that's expected, and we'll get to that later. The other big thing with this is you may have noticed that this is the first time we're covering an artist for the second time on this show here yeah we have covered the living stranger before and we've also been to the dating factory before and discussed it on here um our plans changed last minute for the show that we were uh, originally going to cover and we were still going to go to this one anyway and you know frankly we really like talking about the living strange so we're cool with covering them again yeah, really what happened was is we, we showed up for the show that uh, was the uh, originally intended show to cover, uh, and that artist had some sort of like international visa problem and couldn't make it. Still waiting to get my uh, money back there, R.A. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so then we had this thing already planned for Saturday, and it was just like, well, if we want to do an episode this week, this is the show. But to be honest, the, the, the first time that we did The Living Strange, 
which is a band that uh, you really should be paying attention to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reality is is that it was it was this kind of show where uh, it was kind of like a house show. I want to say yeah. this is the second episode, maybe second or third. Third, I think. But yeah, there was a little house show that I got tickets to. And it was so small that I, I would have felt like an asshole pulling my we literally phone out. Had, we really had no social media coverage right. on this. We had no audio clips. Like, just, we had nothing. Just me talking about it for 30 minutes. Right. So it's fine that we're that we're covering this band a second time we're not making a habit of it but you know circumstances if it happens we're, we're okay with it yeah that happened um so anyway uh this is knitting factory uh we already covered you know getting there and its location and whatever but just quick overview it's in Greenpoint. we ended up taking the train because it's mm. a real snowy night and ubers were like charging an arm and a leg and yeah it's not far off the metropolitan Ave stop on the g it's really just a couple blocks yeah, so smaller venue, uh, front room, that's just the bar, back room where the shows happen. Uh, you know, this is one of the uh, more pleasant staff to deal mm. with. I mean, certainly their guy that's sort of the right. wrist, wristband checker. placer. Yeah. He, you know, they're a bit gruff uh, and no nonsense, but not entirely unfriendly or anything. And but they're here, not patting you down. Right. So that's a plus. But here's the thing to just remember, because we always forget this. Like, you have to, like... You come in the bar area, and then you have to, like, you can't just go straight into the right. uh, back a- area. You have to go to, like, their will call thing, right. which is kind of, an, just know that, because it's kind of annoying, and that's by the coat check. It's kind of annoying. You go to the front, and then you're, like, the guy's, like, oh, where's your stamp? And it's, like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I got to go step. backwards. And now there's 10 people standing there in line that weren't there right. when you got there and it's all unorganized because there's really nowhere to stand in the line. Right. It's just like a cluster of people. So just get that out of the way. So what we're saying is first step, get the stamp, go yeah. to roll call. Then go, you could hang to, out. You yeah. could even go right and hang out at the bar and get some drinks before right. going in too. But I always get feel the like we go first. in the wrong entrance. We, we go do. into the bar entrance. We, we should be going over in the venue entrance. To and just and you of... think we'd learn sooner or later. But so we didn't haven't. learn. <laughs> so that's why we're saying it again. Because you might be as dumb as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, Knitting Factory prices are average for the area. Prices are great. It's one um, of the few places where you can get a Paps Blue Ribbon still. True. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely have like very cheap choices, and otherwise, you know, your liquor. If you're going for whiskey, it's going to be the same as everywhere else. Um. So, uh, you know, we have said before that this is uh one of the more sort of like easygoing uh, uh staff, uh. You know, at, at this particular venue, I never liked them. But, you know, in particular, I met two of them, one of who have commented uh, on a prior episode, mm. uh, Upstate episode, the the uh, sound guy, the sound engineer in the back. But this time I actually met him and his name was Gabe. He's a guy that Shout we were talking out. about who really gets into the Like, usually these sound guys are like super stoic mm. and look bored. Trying to be too cool for Trying to be it. too cool for school. And this guy's just always into the music and like super supportive uh, of whoever's on stage and we love him and he's got a great personality Mm -hmm. and I met him and I said I love your energy and And he's like thanks I have things to do (laughs) (laughs) which I thanks I appreciate it but (laughs) and then I there was a bartender on staff that I had not met before her name was Sarah and she said um here's your drink my name is Sarah if you need anything and also I just got a puppy if you'd like to see some pictures most important news if you come out knowing anything from this podcast (laughs) know that Sarah at the knitting factory has a new puppy and you you really need to look at pictures of it. if you meet Sarah she's tall and blonde 
she's behind the bar in the back room and, and uh ask her to see pictures of her puppy and she'll show you it's a so pit mix great. and and he hasn't grown into his ears yet the ears are enormous <laughs> it's, it's really sweet <laughs> they're enormous and a little bit floppy so that was that was what really was his name again he didn't have a name yet. His oh, that's right. She hadn't Papa. decided. Yeah. So the given name was Papa. I was like, you could do yeah, better that's, than you that. You don't go with that. That was right. Yeah. So uh, real, real, real cutie. This crowd, I mean, it was what you expect. Whatever. Sure. It's, it's a like, Brooklyn crowd. Freaking, yeah. Bunch right. Bunch of like Williamsburg, Bushwick people. Right. Young, like just no surprises, honestly. I mean, I saw a couple of older people there, but I don't know. Well, that could have been people, someone's granddad. Or, you know, people scouting them out. That's true. Mm-hmm. I would like to think so. Listen, I would throw I, money I really at this headliner. I really think that's headliner. a possibility. I'd throw money at this headliner. Um, yeah, they didn't look like they had money, but oftentimes people with money don't, don't look, look like, like they that. have right, money. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so that that was that was pretty neat. Uh, you know, you know, polite crowd, cool crowd, into it crowd, and sure. into it crowd, a, a crowd that was game, not a heavy crowd. Um, it was yeah. funny because. The, the opener, first one, there was already a decent crowd there, and you could tell that they're, uh, they had a lot of friends. Uh, not to skip ahead, mm-hmm. but it was already looking at it, and you're like, oh, this is a good crowd for the opener, and then it just kind of stuck that way for the rest of the night. You know, it was just a crowd that you would have been like, oh, this is a pretty good crowd for the first guys that are on here. I don't know if it was the weather. There was a bit of a storm yesterday that cleared up by the end of the night um, or if just not not a lot of people felt like going to the knitting factory that night. But mm-hmm. I've seen this band pull a bigger crowd than that. Was there a merch table? Uh, No, not that I saw at least. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, uh, we're just kind of hanging out. Um, I don't really remember much about the venue music other than it. I just don't remember annoying yeah. me. Didn't really was, stand out. Which was good. Uh, so just, you know, catching up with our friends and that sort of thing. You know, a couple of us had had a rough prior night. And so, you know, just trying to, you know, stay standing. Sure. <laughs> that was that was the goal. Don't fall over. Um, I had some pictures taken of myself cause I thought my outfit was kind of nice. Um, and I will be putting those on the Instagram. There you go. I don't know. Would you concur? Was it a good outfit? It was a good outfit. Was a I good didn't outfit. see the pictures though. Okay. So yeah. So, okay. So we'll see if as we see if all, all y'all agree. Um, yeah. So, uh, then the, uh, first act went on and, uh, this was Grey Hunter with a, with an A, with an A and one word, you know, that one word, they Uh, made sure we knew that. What do you, uh, what do you know about them? Grey Hunter, uh, you know, there's not a ton out on them. Very, very new group. Um, Raisha Catalina on vocals, Alan Bogosian on bass, Richard Gross on drums, David Cooper on guitar and also David Garrard on guitar. I'm not sure which of the two Davids was the lead and which was the rhythm. Oh, uh, there two both of them are there. Davids? Yeah. Because one David this, looks like a shop teacher and the other David looks like he owns a Camaro. Oh, yes. Which yeah. is which? I was going to get to this. Davids, well, okay, the shop teacher David was the lead. I know that much because I was going to comment. I was going to save this comment for a bit later, but Dave, bro, a polo shirt is not rock and roll, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it. Now I did notice it was a NASA polo shirt, and NASA is rock and roll. That's so but, rock and roll. But I don't know, man. I saw him up there, and he liked it. We talked to him about it too. Afterwards, he kept his guitar up pretty high because he. Uh, this is right. I wish that we could remember which Dave it was, but he's a real nice guy. I talked to us afterwards, explained how he was also a classical guitarist. So that's why he liked to play it up high. So I didn't notice the NASA logo at first, but uh. Guy, just throwing that out there. Maybe just 
a, a graphic tee for NASA, not the polo shirt. Doesn't work. It's, it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, I thought he looked cute. I, I kind of like the shop teacher vibe. I, I, you, I, you to each their own, you know? Cut that wood. <laughs> <laughs> Show me. Uh, yeah, uh, lead singer, uh, super cute girl. Bass player, I was totally feeling his energy. I, it was like that. I like the early set because I prefer to be in bed by 10 o'clock energy. <laughs> and I wasn't wrong because I'm pretty sure he laughed like right think after. So? Yeah, he's pretty yeah. tall, so it's hard to miss him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, if he had stuck around, I, I would have known. I felt like he was taken off and, uh, you know, getting getting tucked in kind of early. <laughs> I just kind of got kind of got that vibe. I don't know if it was the white sneakers or whatever, <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, it was his birthday, too. Oh, maybe he had maybe he had Probably other plans other yeah. to do. Mr. Allen like, uh, Bogosian, like being, happy birthday. Like be in bed by 10 o'clock. <laughs> Eating birthday. And also it was uh, drummer Richard Gross's birthday. Like two oh, days right, before, right, so right, right. Shout right, out to right. that one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and you do pick up on this in the lyrics and the music itself. It's definitely proggy punk rocks or this post hardcore sound. And, and their description, even on their like online biography, it mentions that uh, the writing does delve deeper into things such as you know melt mental illness surviving assault and abuse and that sort of thing and it's sort of wrapped up in all these music so that's the sort of thing that you could expect from you said post hardcore oh it's kind of a bit of what i heard at least oh, okay because I, I thought you i thought you actually read that off something no on the facebook it says pop prog and punk rock which okay. you know i definitely hear the punk rock and the prog there and pop i i guess if you want to say she could hit pop notes with her voice but i don't really think she sounded she sang very poppy personally yeah. well okay so the the uh, the first song what was this song girth um mm. uh that was that that was a good one um this is where i really got a sense of what her voice and i have to say this is probably uh in in the context of a band like this that that i, I agree has that sort of post hardcore sound to me is probably one of the cleanest uh mm. rock voices i've ever heard it was so clean it was almost jarring there was literally not a a pebble of gravel in it not even a hint mm. it was very smooth and velvety and i almost was just kind of like is there a trick is this she gonna come out wailing later like mm. sort of like a uh, wah together but that didn't happen this is just her voice her voice is very smooth very clean very velvety um and so i, I don't remember exactly the contents of that song because i was just kind of getting my bearings and, and getting a sense of the band but uh I, I i did think it was pretty funny at the end she says that was girth i hope that wasn't too much and i uh -huh. turned to my friends i was like oh it's never too much <laughs> <laughs> she called herself out on the bad pun too though so you know something i noticed early on and you know I, i'm if this is the right word, had, had reticent, hesitant, I'm not sure to say, uh, because, you know, I did meet one band member and, and, and they really are great, uh, you know, just really great people. Um, but I have to be, you know, in, in the sense of uh, being, you know, giving honest assessments and, um, you know, uh, retaining her own credibility. I noticed that if, it seemed like her voice was giving out a few times. There was times where it seemed like it was a, a bit thin. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm not sure if that's like, uh, you know, and, and I don't I certainly don't mean this in an offensive way, but just like, if that's just a straight up lack of training or, uh, if it's due to like, sickness or being tired sure. or whatever but definitely there were times that it was giving out and my feeling was like you know in a, in a gravelly voice and in a in a true rough rock voice those things happen and mm -hmm. almost i will say you almost like you you excuse it as a sort of moment of uh 
uh, emotion or mm. passion or something like that. But when you have a voice that's as smooth and clean as that, like any kind of flaw like that, it's like, whoa, it's it's mm. kind of jarring. So uh, I'm not sure what was going on there. Um, Maybe but, it's part uh, of it. Haven't really had a chance to like listen to their recorded stuff. My guess is, you fatigue? know. Could my guess is you know she's starting out on this and just hasn't fully learned how to spread her voice out for forty minutes, you know? Yeah. In an yeah. experience, I guess you could say, you know. Yeah. A lot of people have that. You read stories about Karen O starting out like that and having a real hard time keeping her voice towards the end until she learned, yeah. you know, hey, tea with honey helps that sort of thing. Yeah. The tricks that work for you to make sure that your voice lasts for it. That'd be my guess. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Because I would say, like, I, you know, this wasn't something I noticed at the beginning. It was something that was like gradually kind of mm-hmm. coming along at the time. So I will say that. So I mean, you know, if you go to see them, just know that and, and forgive it. Because here's the thing that that's really great about. I'm sorry. What's her name Rochelle right uh Raisha 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 uh Raisha has really great stage presence mm. she's a really great front woman she's got a great personality charisma for days so much to where she almost uh makes her bandmates appear as like automatons or something well that's the thing it's like it was tough for me because <laughs> she really she her. had it all and I was looking at everybody else and I'm like I need a little bit more from you guys you know she okay. can't she can't totally carry it it's like very no doubt situation yeah a little bit like, and not to say that she she can totally carry it but for yeah. me personally I'm looking at the band members I'm like you know help her out a little bit guys like come on and Dr- try and match that passion at least a little bit a little bit and I and I felt like um one one of the Davids uh sort of has that but yes but, yeah uh, mm, I don't know. Just a little I more action connect- up there. I wasn't yeah. connecting with it. it. It's like it wasn't full on, you know, some of those classic shoegazy bands where you're like, you're yeah. up there looking bored. They didn't look bored or anything like that. I just, you know, I want a little bit more action from you guys. Right. You and know? and it was good that she sort of, you know, interacted. Sure. And that was a, great, too, I have too, a great actually. photo of this, actually, of her sort of actually interacting with one of the Davids. And, and that really sort of helped, like, remind you that, you know, there's these other, you know, personalities on stage or whatever. Like, I could hear the music and I could hear them playing well the guitarists were you know were very good mm-hmm. uh at playing but in terms of Rips like some good solos who, too who I have they to say. were as people you know it was it really was on her to bring it out in them so mm-hmm. anyway so not just the personality but she also uh deep dives and we'll we'll go into this as we go from song to song but she deep dives into some content that's uh you know uncomfortable and uh, I appreciate that because a lot of people aren't willing. Because right. the next song she did was this one called Waves. And apparently this was uh, a song about a friend of hers who uh, used to work at a bar in Bushwick that I've not yet been to, but I've heard of the Joker's Lodge. And that friend passed away very recently. I'm assuming this person passed away at a young age. Must I'm be, guessing. Yeah. Right. If they're working at a bar, they're probably not 70 years old. Sure. Um, so, and then she actually it, had the It definitely sounded on. like it was a gone too soon thing. And, yeah. You know. And, uh, you know, and she had the, a t-shirt on of the, uh, you know, from, from that bar, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was, you know, uh, quite, quite, um, you know, bold, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Because it was like, because, you know, people are, this is subject matter that people are uncomfortable with. And I appreciate it when a songwriter is like, I don't give a fuck if this makes people uncomfortable. Like, this is it's what I want to, to sing right about. Now. This yeah. is important to me. And the song is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sit with it. And you know, I like, time, I like those kinds of choices. She also dedicated the song to this friend. I don't believe it's not a case of she wrote the song for the friend, but now, you know, there's an added meaning to it. And you could tell that a lot of people that uh, knew the band members and 
probably knew this woman that recently passed uh, were in that crowd at the moment because a lot of people were very, very receptive to it. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I, wasn't, so I wasn't looking at the crowd, so, but I can imagine that. And uh, yeah, listen, there is a place for bands that only sing about happy things, but mm-hmm. I think the problem is is when it's like, that's everyone. Sure. Like, you know, not everybody is supposed to be ABBA. You know, so this was really nice that 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 they touched on something like that. And then uh, there was this song called Survivor. Uh, You know, I think this might be a separate song from the next song that I'm about to get into, because can you just run by me one more time what you said about the content of their songs? You know, they write songs about you. You rattled off. Oh, uh, write songs about hard topics like mental illness and surviving assault or abuse. Uh, worn on their worn their way into the head through catchy melodies that your ears just can't ignore. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, after Survivor, I think this was this not the same song. Next song. My uh, my ears couldn't help catch the fact that the that next song was about a, a guy, presumably a bad one. Mm-hmm. You'd think. Uh, given that she did say in the song, uh, amongst other things, she was just a child. Uh, get your hands off of me. Mm-hmm. She danced on his grave. So just a shot in the dark here. This sounds like uh, uh, creepy, creepy, creepy toucher, creepy, sure. touchy older, older yeah. person. Um, so that might might tie into the theme of uh, surviving abuse and whatnot. I'm not troubled by being confronted with uncomfortable material that is something that's uh, problematic and needs to be fixed. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like some what someone's trauma was, it's like, especially, I'm okay with hearing it. Especially, and here's something important for any aspiring artists out there, especially when the music that it's part of is really good. Right. Like <laughs> you can write about whatever you want, just also make it a good song, please, which they were. This is around the time also where I started to really notice some of that math rock sort of proggy rhythm that they were doing too. And he, and like I had mentioned briefly, he started to really, one of the Dave starts to really rip some good solos and it was starting to sound Are they real like proggy both right there. Rhythm and lead guitar and switching off. I think, and um, uh, the one standing closer to us was doing more solos, but they would both oh. take lead riffs. They had this song, uh, I believe it was called Borderline. Maybe that one was about, uh, you know, the borderline as Could in be. EPD. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. Um, have to actually look at the lyrics. I didn't know. actually hear the lyrics in this. I will say the thing about this one is it had this really good groove at first, this great bass line. Mm-hmm. Then they dropped that bass line, and I was like, I kind of wish you hadn't dropped that bass line. I mean, maybe it was like. But considering th- considering what you suspect the uh, subject matter to be, maybe that's the point. Oh right, to frustrate mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Play, play play with my emotions a little bit. Right. Yeah. I love you. Which I could hate be smart. you. Ah, or or it's not it? or it's not, and we're looking too into it. But is this I, me connecting? I, I like to think they put thought into is it. Is that like me that. connecting strings on a bulletin board again? Could like, be. Why are they messing me with that? Because everything was like so great, and I was like, oh, this is a BPD's high. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Listen, uh, when it comes to that song. You know, if it really doesn't work, listen, it's not my band and it's not my song. But, you know, if, if y'all think you could just make that bass line just be throughout the whole thing, <laughs> if it doesn't, if I'm totally wrong. She really likes that bass line. there is no intention of, like, you know, giving me something good before ripping it away. Uh, you guys, the bass line is really good. Really think about lengthening it <laughs> if, if it makes uh, sense in the narrative thread of the song. Um, and then there was this song called Casey, which honestly, I just remember the name of the song, but I don't remember... I remember it. them mentioning maybe there was a newer one. one. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, but, that one uh, didn't really stand out. 
overall, okay. Uh, recommend. Uh, yes, yes, maybe in like uh, three months. Yeah, it was something I was going to wait till the end to mention. If I were to give you guys one critique, if you are listening to this, Cray Hunter, really like you, like your sound, tighten it up a little bit. A little bit more rehearsal. Uh, it, and it's tougher because you guys are doing some a lot of proggy stuff. If you got a lot of proggy stuff in there, then you really have to be tight with it to make it sound clean. That's really true. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, because because of those tech, I know technical elements and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, the guys can feel free to, like, bring out a little bit more of who they are because you certainly cannot you couldn't outshine the lead singer if you tried mm. she's she's just got personality for days and uh i again i love her subject matter i love that it's dark and and uh you know disturbing and uncomfortable but it's certainly not in a like an attention seeking look at me fisted heavy handed way it doesn't feel yeah. that way it's just like this is my experience right. and uh this is what i'm writing about if it makes you uncomfortable fuck you and i really i really like that i really like how how genuine that is her lyrics are great mm. and and i really really hope this band continues me too uh, i'll look into it so yeah. uh so so they wrapped up and uh and then we had the values and the first thing i noticed was before really like they'd started is they had this very bizarre sort of strange light setup thing. Uh, But anyway, I'm sorry, I kind of jumped ahead there, but let me, I'll just finish the thought since I started it, but it was just like these weird, like, like light bulb things that look like, I don't know, like, uh, what did I say it looked like? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. Just like some sort of like weird old steampunk invention. It definitely kind of looked, yeah, I had that. Well, so you know, we kind of skipped over it just because it's not a, anything to really talk about. There's really not much to going on when it comes to lights at the Knitting Factory, and these right. guys brought their own. Basically. Yeah, they brought they their brought own. They brought their own setup. They had the sort of uh, what are those uh, those like lamps, those silver lamp type things in the back. Oh, that I don't know the, the names of them, but, but you know, know the one that the Unitank Gat uses. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so these silver lamps in the back, and then there's this light bulb thing. I was like, this will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, with these, you know, the this light setup. So that was cool. So anyway, what do you know about them? All right, here's what we know about the values. Pretty new band. Uh, band members are Evans Whistler, uh, the gent, and Mason Taub, the lady, as they're called. And those are the two in the middle, the two on the outside, uh, I believe, are just backup singers that join them. And, okay. And uh, they literally call themselves the lady and the gent? Oh, on the on this website, yeah. It's <laughs> the lady and the gent. Cute. So I guess uh, they had tried a couple bands together. They had met uh, several years ago, and they've been together for a while. Sort of a Matt and Kim thing, I guess. You know, go right. together for a little while and then start making music together, and it turns out they're pretty good. So good on them for that. Um, you know, quickest way to, and they mentioned this in uh, their own profile. Like, these guys are an a 80s synth, synth pop band. You know, that's there's really no way around it. And they kind of own that on their sleeve. And uh, like they even talk about uh, all the bands that have influenced them. They talk Suicide, Yaz, Erasure, LCD Sound System. Mm. You sort of pick up from that real quick from them. How new is this band? Uh, I think that all I'm really seeing on here is like 2016, 2017 stuff. So Pretty a new bands. Yeah. So they come on stage and uh, the singers are standing with their backs to us. So you know some choreo is coming. Right. And Mar- Marlia loves synchronized, <laughs> very syn- synchronized movements so much. I was just really looking forward to that. And from the get-go, I'm getting like some sort of like electro-punk vibes. And I, I'm, I'm really, really digging it. Um, again, yeah, the, the three uh, lady vocalists, the guy on the synth. And so they launch into their first song, which I, I don't know the name of, but I did lean over to to our friend 
and said, uh, my God, this could be like a musical, like a sort of pop kind of musical, like Rent 2. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, Rent 2, co-living. And co-living. I was like, perfect. <laughs> and it's set in Ridgewood. Yeah. <laughs> this is so Rent. It was unbelievable. Like everything about it from the outfits to the, the sound of the music to the way they sang to the dancing. I was like, this is basically Rent 2. Um, anyway, so I... Oh, yeah. At this point, I, I actually did meet uh, one of the Davids from uh, Grey Hunter. I, apparently, I dropped my lip gloss on the floor, which I guess is the new dropping. Yeah, I guess so. Ben and Sniff. <laughs> uh, ben, ben and, uh, what is it? Ben and Reach. Never mind. I don't know. I dropped a thing. And dropped a thing. But no, really nice guy. Um, and so, you know, these guys are getting into it and whatnot. Uh, I'm really enjoying them. I'm really enjoying the sound. I, I love a, I love a good uh, synth pop Um band and synth pop uh, with a good dancing sensibility yeah, to it too yeah. oh, that sort of disco beat was definitely underneath that too you know sort of like yeah. uh some of the cynthia blondie stuff yeah and just like know. a very sort of like a griminess to to the electronic uh yeah compo- it's a good component one of it you know how do you say it? that's not electro grime i just made up a genre done um it, yeah it is just a that's all like, the best way i can put it it's just a sort of uh griminess to it that i liked it wasn't you know clean it was uh there's just a lot of fuzz in there, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And uh, but with a clean vocalist on the top, more, so more early cool... LCD sound system than Passion Pit. Yeah, you know? but with a clean vocalist, right? Which I really, you know, the vocals are very clean, and the uh, the synth was, uh, you know, a, a, a bit rough, and that, that was cool. It was very texturized. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm looking for. Um, so uh, they they did a song uh, apparently that was like. <laughs> What they say it was a song about a toxic parent. I was like, yeah. okay, here we are going with like that. The, the heavy pop. themes here. Here we yeah, go. <laughs> you know, but uh, but it basically sounded like I wanted that way a little bit. And it wasn't crazy because uh-huh. everyone heard it, and to the point where our friend was like, "Oh, you know when they sampled I wanted that way?" He's like, "No, I didn't sample it. It just sounded a lot like it." And he was like. Oh, I thought they were sampling it. I was like, no, no, no. They did sample good vibrations they did, though yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, that. so maybe that's, that's where his mean. mind went. You know, or maybe it is a sample, and we just didn't quite. I don't think. It, I mean, it yeah. was real close. I'm not sure if they know this, but you guys, that song you might want to look into that real sounds quick. Sounds a lot like I want that way. Maybe you intended it, but if you didn't, now you know. Uh, they covered. Uh, I think we're alone now. Which you would think would be like, oh yeah, that's that's more sixties and eighties, but no no no, 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 it was just so fitting. No, honestly. no, no, but who, but but who, you know, and probably only uh, people of a certain age remember this, but uh, that song was covered mm-hmm. in the nineteen eighties by the uh, glorious original dancing fairy princess redhead Tiffany. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God, she was amazing. She was the coolest ever. And that's that is well, the version that they did too, but after the, Debbie Gibson. Yeah. The crazy thing is this song will uh, did you ever watch the movie Ted? Uh probably. The, the this song has a moment in it and it's always stood out for me. It's like turned that song into creepy for me. And anybody that has seen the movie or if they go back and rewatch it to look for the song, you'll understand what I mean. That the song now has like a creepy connotation to me because of that one scene there. What and scene? also the Goonies too. Didn't you play that in the Goonies? I don't know, but what scene in Ted? In Ted it's like the creepy guy that's trying to steal him is like dancing to it by himself. Oh, someone's it's, trying to steal someone? Trying to steal He's a- trying to steal Ted. Who's Ted? A child? No, Ted's the bear. Oh, a bear. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I guess it could be. Uh, But it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a love song. It's because of that one scene from that movie. It's turned it into it. I'm sorry to hear that was weird for you. 
Um, I had a great time. I did too. Uh, I really love that. I really love that song a lot. I love they did the cover. Uh, I, I'm sure that they're, you know, given their background, they're fully aware of the Tiffany cover, and it, and it sounded more like that than the original. And uh, I appreciated it. So then they did this one um, that was uh, called Looking Down. Mm. Uh, this was that dance punk disco shit that I love. Right. You know, that I love this song a lot. Um, this is like the song that kind of made me start to think I, I want to, you know, head out and see these guys again, like as soon as possible, like bring people that I think would really enjoy them. Sure. And then at that point, they had us do this uh, choreographed dance in the audience, four steps forward, f- four steps back, uh, which uh, some struggled with, but Apparently, most, yeah, most did all right. It's a little bit harder than you'd think, I guess. It was quite, <laughs> oh, it was quite a commitment yeah. because it was like, you know, you do hand claps and songs and people do it for like two bars. No, no we literally yeah. had to do this for three minutes straight. You want to know why? Because most people it. weren't stopping. Right. And if you stopped, you got stomped on. You sure did. It was like the commitment of a mosh pit, except it was like, it's not ending until we say it's ending. They forced people to dance for an entire song. And I love when a band <laughs> right. has the balls to exercise that level of control of and, the crowd and, and to get out there us. into the crowd and do it too you know yeah. i love that that was good so stuff. this solidified I was like yes i absolutely will see them again because i want to do this ridiculous dance right and i want to see people wanting to stop and they can't right <laughs> and so, i know people that would amuse me to see them do sometimes that, so I, I'm sometimes i'm amused by people's uh-huh. discomfort too and i certainly was and i love this dance it was so cool real commitment it was like wow i got in a show and a little bit of aerobics that's how it felt um in fact, they were doing these like repetitive arm movements that uh, our friend Terrence and I uh, started repeating. We started, we started doing them out. Yeah, uh-huh. it was very jazzercise. Um, okay, so my overview, I would say, uh, of this band, but what I want to say was like uh, I started to say in the beginning and kind of cut myself off because I want to jump the gun. But uh, this is a new band. I can tell that they're a new band because I feel like there's maybe still some kinks to iron out. Sure. But here's why I'm saying it is because this band seems to have aspirations that are somewhat lofty. I mean, they're doing things that other bands aren't. It's like you've got all those people on stage. You're making all this happen with literally mm. just a synthesizer, right? I don't see any Pretty, other Yeah, the synthesizer in their own samplers and all that sort Although, of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, he brought he broke a guitar out. Oh, he did. He, did. he okay. broke a guitar out once or twice. Okay. You might I mean I might consider adding like some little percussive elements with, you know, those two girls on the outside, you know, that that might be kind of cool just to sort of uh again add some texture, add some layers to it. Um and uh yeah, I mean the thing is is like when you, when you're talking about a, a band that now has choreography and that sort of thing, and their own it's lights. sort of like like seeing right, exactly. It's sort of like seeing, you know, what like Lady Gaga probably was when she first started out like low budge Mm. they could really like skyrocket if they had a budget and just like more time to flesh things out and shit they could just have like I don't know I don't really know how to describe it like even even maybe like more choreography even more like complexities instrumentally whatever they want to do I'm saying but I'm just what I'm just saying is like I have a vision for that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is really it saying please let me be your manager this is where this is where yeah they're like do you have money i mean like, like no i do not but like, i have Bye. but i have passion but let me tell you like if i was one of those people that was rich and just took on pet projects like this is one of the ones that i would sort of bring into the stable for development uh because i don't because there really isn't anyone else doing kind of like what they're sure. doing yeah not you know that i've I'm seen saying? at least 
So I I mean like and 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 I and the crowd interaction is priceless like it's just so it's just not a thing that's done you just don't get a whole crowd dancing together like that I'm I'm trying to th- after you had mentioned that uh you nobody else is really doing anything like that I tried to look back and think of somebody in the past that I can think of and here's a name you'll know Robert DeLong But this is a duo it's I had different. but I had seen him very early on and similarly he was doing more on stage as, you know, just just him than most bands with four or five people. Uh-huh. He had his own like light set up. He had his own weird, interesting stuff up there, much like them. And as you've and seen he him got the crowd going. When he, as he got more money, did and, his show change? Oh, I, I mean, you you had seen him the last time. He didn't have lasers the first time I saw yeah. him. Yeah. He didn't have lasers the first three times that I saw oh, him. You know the what I mean? values would be great with lasers. What I'm saying. So I've seen a, a, a. There's at least somebody that I can look to that I'm like, okay, I could see you guys going along a similar mm. trajectory to this. Yeah. So the values, if you've never heard of Robert Along, check him out. If anybody that listens to this has never heard of Robert Along, check him out. I fucking love him. Yeah, maybe some like flashy set pieces. I'm imagining as well. Sure. You know, and and me and maybe a drummer. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like listen, it's not my band, but sure. I'm just saying that like Ratatat sometimes plays with other musicians. You know, but what this I mean? is like, kind of like where I could see it going. Um, uh, the Living Strange. Okay, so um, before we get into the band, I would just like to just say, I uh, I really wish that we knew exactly what songs were played during the entire thing. Uh, setlist.fm y'all you guys are good enough to like be on there at yeah, this point we'd post some that'd be super super I now, know you don't have a set list before you go on yeah. but you know what you played after and if it was on there we could like really flesh this out yeah. just saying cause there's a, there's a handful in the middle here and we'll get into it that we just we're just not sure like, so uh, anyway but uh, over overview of the band I know we've we've overviewed them before but right. we have uh, to do it overview of the band The Living Strange they're a Brooklyn based band consisting of uh Frontman, guitarist, vocalist Elijah Sokolo. I'm not actually. I should have asked him how to pronounce that. I feel kind of bad. I've, I thought it was just I've Eli. Well, his full name's Elijah, but yeah, Eli is what he goes by, right? That's what I've always called okay. him. Okay. Um, and then Benya Shafir Shafrir on the drums and Nico Sleater on the synth, and you know, sort of a, a bunch of other things in the back there. That's the main trio of the band. Um, I've seen them in the past with the bassist, but I guess uh, he's not part of the band anymore. So this is uh, how it is now. Uh, Eli, I know, came from uh, the West Coast not too long ago and, uh, you know, just had a bunch of songs that he was working on, decided to come out to Brooklyn to the scene here and try and, you know, create, uh, flesh out his sound and met the other band members. And, you know, that's sort of the long and short of it. If you want to hear the longer, listen to the other podcasts from earlier. He looks like Kurt Cobain if Kurt Cobain had a resting nice face and was tall. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Especially now he started wearing a jumpsuit. Uh, which I've seen him wear before, but his thing now is a half white, half black jumpsuit. Which I know I'm not telling you new things, but for anybody that goes to see them, um, I don't know if they're going to stick with it because I've seen him do different styles before. But for right now, it's kind of something that they're going with. I like um, it. Yeah, I think it works. You know, just seeing anybody that that grungy in a in a jumpsuit just has to remind you of Kurt Cobain, to be honest. So uh, this uh, set opens up with a song that we can ID because we know it's one of James's favorites called yeah. "Eye Contact." Uh, a grungier song with like a very uh, recognizable, almost hypnotic guitar riff at the mm-hmm. beginning. And, uh, he, you know, he sings right along with that melody. I'm going to have that playing underneath here. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, it, it starts off kind of uh, soft, uh, not soft like sounding, but just like very simple and stripped down. And then it just, you know, goes hard. And Punches like, you right in the right, face. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. It reminds me of a certain song like... 
almost like the way Creep does it. A little bit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely not, not the as, same quiet, way. Not as yeah. quiet as Creep is in, in its uh, verses, but that idea of like taking you from something more laid back into something that really rocks. And that's right. fun. You know, it's like he, he uh, kind of understands how to... Uh, uh, and, I, and this isn't, I don't mean this in a bad way, I know it's going to sound bad, but play with the audience's emotions a little bit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of startle them out of uh, a stupor mm. or a hypnotic state or whatever and, and, and really get them on the same page as him. So Yeah, and that's a good way to that's put a good, it. That's, that's one of his, one of uh, their better songs. Right, and it's a good way to put it. Uh, and, and also it's a good intro to sort of who they are. So I'm glad that he opened with that. And we say this, uh, they my understanding is that they don't do set lists. They just pick the first song that they open with and they just kind of go from there. So this is a good one that they open with because it does give you a real good snapshot of this band that you're about to see. It's yeah, gonna have it's kind these, of rough and kind of grungy. Right. And... But you could, but it's still tight. Like there's yeah. still, and there's a bit of improv in there too. Um, there's like goofing around with each other, that sort of thing. So they put on a good show and they show you their range and you could tell that they really, really know what they're doing, but uh, it's just, the grunginess is there the the hard-hitting rock is there um you know a bit of 60s influence psychedelia is in there too you know just a bit of everything and i'm not gonna you know i listen i can't pussyfoot around this i will say in this band i do see personality from all of the band members Mm -hmm. but eli just takes you know he just steals the show he chooses the scenery he but you know what he's really good at it he's a really good front man um also, what blew my mind is I thought that this guy was like in his 30s and he's 20 years 20, old, you guys. Yeah. You guys not even old enough to drink and you'd never know it. There's like a, a certain just sort of maturity and uh, I don't know. I don't know what his life has been like, but it seems like he's lived. Sure. We'll say uh, that, that, you know, he's experienced and, hardship. And thanks for writing good music. About yeah. Him, and, and super fun and really knows how to engage with the crowd. But it's because the only time I, I really ever see uh, people who are, are that good at, at that young of an age, you know, is like. It's like these like Disney stars that are like brought up from childhood <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. Maybe he did musicals and shit as a kid, but you know what I'm saying? He's, he's really, really like just a, a natural ability to, co- to connect with people and command and have a commanding presence at such a young age is, uh, is uh, really impressive. Um, the next song you went into was uh, 2020, which I guess is a new song. Mm-hmm. Not even um, released yet. What stood out for me was this song lyric that went like, never going to do that shit again. Let me do that shit again. I was like, oh, that's the story of my life. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, story of 2020. Do, doing <laughs> doing things that I know I shouldn't do. Uh-huh. Yeah. So apparently that one should be out uh, at the end of this month on the 31st. Um, they release a lot of music. They haven't been around all that long and, you know, three more or less full albums out. So their Spotify's already got about 30 songs but since 2018. So, you know, get on them now and start trying to learn their music now because they, they, they add to it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, at this point, everyone is, is really engaged, um, most uh, uh, evidenced by or most illustrated by uh, one of the members of the Values uh, Bay who had hair longer than I've probably ever had mine. Uh, doing the most amazing headbanging I've ever Absolutely. seen in my life. Yeah. It was really impressive. Um, so he made that guy do that. Um, 
All right. I, I don't I this was a hard band to cover because it's really hard to I, I want to always make this excuse and I got to get better at this was like you get so fucking into it. Yeah. It's really it's hard to. to like stick with, you know, note taking and 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 sound clip taking and all of this. It was really hard. Cause it was like really, really enjoying this. And and it of course it was the band, but also it was this crowd's energy. This crowd had a really great energy, really into it. I think they have I think most of the people there knew the Living Strange. Sure. So they have a solid fan base and a mm-hmm. dedicated fan base and people were like very much invested i didn't see a whole lot of chitter chatter no. going on during the show people were very focused and again and maybe this was because of the weather but as i had mentioned before i've seen them pull bigger crowds than this too so uh-huh. this wasn't even you know they, they brought in more people than what we've seen so yeah they're gaining a fan base which i like a lot I'm yeah very happy so to overall it was just such a it was such a party and i was having such a, a great time that it was like I don't know. It was uh, hard to stay focused, but okay. I've got here what I've got. Um, there was this other song. I, I listen. I again. I don't have a set list. Uh, that uh, we had a lyric here. Never make mistakes today or not today. Anyway, to me, it sounded like this sort of uh, Depeche Mode slash Sublime mashup, which yeah, I know sounds a little I fully either. know sounds a bit obnoxious. I'm fully aware of that, but I feel what I feel. <laughs> um, th- and that's what I felt. Uh, do you remember that song? And felt good things. Yeah, I know I've heard him play it before, which is why I'm kicking myself that it's like I just okay. can't. It's tough to follow along with these because because of the lack of set list and because they already have a, a good amount of songs out. I guarantee you, I've, this is probably the fourth time I've seen them. It's been a different set every single time, so it's a, it's a lot tougher to be like, oh yeah, they definitely played that one because I'm sitting here like clicking through. It's like, damn, it's like. Did he did he play out on me or did I just and am I just thinking of the last time that I saw them that that, that he played that you know it's a, it's a little tough for me to to follow along these days. Well, yeah, and also too, like I guess you know these notes aren't great because I, I was so drawn in. That's almost like a, a a good sign in a way. Well, let me put it to you this way, you know, I, I'm not trying to harp on this set list thing, but I will say when I have a set list to operate off of, it helps me recall things uh, sure. from the show a little bit better. Uh, but I don't have that; I just have the notes. So, uh, but it, but yeah, it's a good if if my notes aren't great for a, a show that had no set list, it's it's a, a pretty good indicator that I was having a really good time. Right. Right. It's um, tough to take notes because of it. Oh, but but this moment I really loved. Uh, and there was this line repeating in it. He, he does this and I have a line that he'll repeat. And, and it's great. It's like mm. sticks in your head, like sort of like the killers of like, I've got soul. I'm not a soldier. And sure. it's just like six. So it was like, what's the line again? You're so beautiful. It makes my. Uh, there was a couple lines to it. It was like, you're so beautiful. It makes my eyes cry. It makes my heart sing. A bunch of different lines, too. And he sort of repeated it and changed different. And I really it believed there. it. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is his softy a lot of passion side." To it. It's tough because it's like I I don't think that's a recorded one, but I know I've heard him play it before because I, I tried to look through and I'm like, "Damn, I, it's tough to find." Maybe it's a cover of something that we don't know. Mm. I don't think so. It sounds like something that he'd write, but he also puts a lot of passion. It's to so earnest. The line. It's so yeah. heartfelt. It's it's the only song it, that he has that really has that. Right. Not that the other songs don't have passion, but I'm talking about a softer passion. A, an and it's just passion. like the, the lines could be so cheesy, but they're not because of how he's singing it. Too, yeah, it's definitely know? not angst, uh, angsty. Well, okay. If here's the thing. There's a part of it that does seem cheesy to me, but I think he's very aware of it. He's having fun with it. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's really, I think that's really sweet. That makes it even more charming. And he was doing this thing that this just was like the icing on the cake for me where (laughs) 
he was putting his hand out and like reaching it out and then yeah, he could, to, like, to grab the crowd and, and i was like yes this is that air supply moment that uh-huh. i've been wanting since i was a child <laughs> never had it where like the lead singer reaches he his grabbed hand your hand out. too right yes yeah. he did yeah. we touched hands and i was just like oh my god this feels like so like i don't know i was like air supply or like hair metal or something right, like bon right. jovi <laughs> or do something like that not a not someone nasty like what's his face uh from uh skid row what's his name sebastian Bach. Sebastian he's Bach, too, yeah. He's too, he's too like much of a diva to do something like that. But this is something John Bon Jovi would probably do, like reach out and touch your hand, or maybe maybe Bono would do it. I don't know. I know I had a Bono moment, which we're not going to get into <laughs> right now. It's too long of a story. Uh-huh. But this was actually like the thing where you're you're uh, they're on stage and you're on the floor and they like grab your hand, and I was like. Is he going to hand me a single red rose? I uh-huh. hope he hands me a single red rose. He probably would have if he <laughs> had them. Looked you right in the eye. Oh my god! Did it too. Eli needs to have like red roses that he hands out during that song. That would be fucking hilarious. Or if they were like half black, half white, like his. That'd outfit. be great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be Eli, so that's a tip, funny. Because I feel like he, I feel like he'd hear that and go, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Oh so, my god, it would be so funny. They're like half Eli, black and half white, and kind of wilted. Uh huh. <laughs> thorns still on <laughs> yeah and handing them out to the audience i know it's cheesy and sticky but it's like if you're ever just feeling it listen at the end of the day nothing could be worse than the keyboard player like literally splashing paint on people yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What i'm saying like yeah if you're gonna, right if you're gonna one time do... we saw him he ran around and he was painting everybody yeah, thank so. god that that was not the case i think it was because there was some sort of art thing going on like there was yeah there was like a corner it was their strange fest like two or where three there years was ago. Yeah, yeah where there was access to paint i'm like if you could do that you can hand out some goddamn half white sure half black roses you know what i'm saying um this is not that I, I think it would be funny but that's hey that's my sense of humor uh and then there was new pet i like that one great one yeah, uh, yeah one was, of their earlier ones it's the first one if i'm not mistaken that's on their spotify was new pet that they ever released and so. it also has that sort of line that repeats what is it like this is like a dr- what is it like a dream yeah what is the line i don't remember off the top of my head oh i thought you had it no uh, no but, he doesn't even have like lyrics but this has now. some beautiful guitar work in it uh this is when i really noticed it the most um you know like you know his his competence on the guitar uh, really, Super down. Really, really beautiful uh, soloing there. Really like that a lot. And then, you know, there's some onstage act antics. I, you know, I can't tell you exactly what happened when, but I, I, rem- I recall a jump onto the bass drum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That happened. Uh, there were some cartwheels done on You're both right. hands. He could uh-huh. do them with the left hand and the right hand. Impressive, sir. I can only do them on the left. I'm, I don't even think I could do one, period, right now. I could do one on the left. I can't tell you the last time I did a cartwheel. can't do one on the right. Very impressive. And, mm-hmm. and on a very tiny stage. Yeah, if you're doing cartwheels, too, I keep going back to this fucking rose thing. Hey, if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're doing, doing cartwheels, cartwheels you maybe can get some fucking, fucking roses out roses. there. I swear to God, if they put something on their social, they're like, we'll be handing out roses. I will be at that show. Right, we'll be there. I will be at that <laughs> show. goddamn rose, I will Eli. take that thorny <laughs> rose into my teeth. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Oh my God, because I'm serious. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so uh, so we had that song, and then um, the uh, set wrapped up with a song called Shadow. I like that song. I believe New Pet was supposed to be the end. Somebody handed him a piece of paper that said Shadow on it. So it was like, all right, we'll play one more. Yeah. And it was Shadow. Yeah, overall, like these are guys that are just like great with their fans mm. super supportive Very after friendly. the show after the show was over uh we had the opportunity to i would not say introduce reintroduce ourselves yeah. to uh to eli who remembered us mm. which i thought was remembered you because you've been to been more shows more. than i yeah. have 
Um, but uh, remember that, you know, we, we had covered the band previously. And yeah, which, by the way, Eli, that was like the nicest thing you ever could have said. Oh, my God. We were like over the fucking moon yeah. that you remembered us, you know, seriously, especially since like, you know, compared to now, like where where this podcast was at was just kind of yeah, you know, a single mic. Now we have two on, mics. We know a lot about being rough around the edges uh, and needing practice. Trust us. We know. Um, still, still there. Yeah, we're st- we're still in, and and you know, always, always, yeah, no eyes on the prize, always improving. But um, yeah, so it was really cool that he, you know, took the took a moment to um, have a photo with us and whatever. And I was like kicking my own ass because um, I really wanted to give him some new stickers. We have you guys, we mm-hmm. have stickers. So if we see you at a show, you're getting one. And guess what? They fit your phone perfectly if you have and a big look, phone. Look around in bathrooms scattered throughout. Yeah, Brooklyn they're around. Manhattan. They're around. So um, get you know get into that. Uh, and it's on our Instagram too at High Decibels Pod. But anyway, now I'm just shameless self promoting. The point was is I really wanted to give him one. But you know right. what? Next time. Next time. Yeah. Next I'm sure time. we'll see him again. So again, okay. So I'm, re- I'm rethinking my my statement about you know which of these bands do I see uh, you know sh- shooting to stardom. I think the reason why I keep going back to the values is uh, number one is personal bias. You know how I feel about synth wave sure, and, sure, sure. And, and that kind, you know, anything. Well, it's amazing. Synth, synth Living Strange is personal bias for me too. Because you know you how I rock. feel about you're rock very, like that. You're yeah. very, very into like heavy right. rock. And, uh, and so I was, uh, and, and the fact that, you know, the values, what they're doing is not something I've really seen done. Fair. Um, in terms of Living Strange, um, I can't say that for me, uh, the style of music where I, it's not like I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, I've never heard anything like this before because I have. Um, but that being said, uh, it's done well mm. and I don't know done that creatively. I've ever quite seen a front man like him. But yeah, especially, especially as a live show. I mean, that's that's is, what that's what drew me to them the first right. time we had ever seen but them. But he was is going to outshine those other guys, I'm and that's sure. just going to have to be understood. Mm-hmm. That it's just like this is kind of one of those situations where it's kind of like all about the guy up front. Because I, listen, he's like a giant. <laughs> he's good looking. Uh-huh. He's talented, and the other guys are like he just. He's a star. Oh, no, listen, they they put out plenty of their I'm own sure personality they and they go out there and they'll do their own thing. Yeah. Like, uh, we've absolutely seen it. Yeah. But it's just, you know, he's also the most mobile. He's not stuck standing behind right. something. Uh, you know, a uh, trick that he likes to do and our buddy that came with us, Terrence, and anybody that goes to a show, you'll see that Eli likes to do this where he'll actually hold the mic in one hand and then just play the riff in his, on his left hand with the guitar. Uh, and just sort of hammer on, pick a, or uh, hammer on and pull offs. And if you do that hard enough, then you can just basically play a riff on guitar. You don't really need your right hand sometimes for certain types of riffs. Oh, so he does that, and will hold the mic in, in his other hand, and he'll actually just be able to move around stage a lot more. And sometimes he'll hand the mic to like fans in the yeah, audience to yeah. let them sing a little bit. Really fun. Which also is like very air supply or very Bon Jovi like now you sing you know what I mean right. it's just like and guess what these guys so already cool. have people in the crowd that are, that are able to sing no their so. lyrics yeah I actually met one of the guys that live with him and I was like that's gotta be amazing mm. um, but yeah so I mean like I said it, it, it isn't uh, a style where it's uh, completely new to me um, and, and knowing it's not that I'm a novelty freak but I know that that's the, how the world is um, so I'm always looking to see like is this something new uh, here's what I'd say to that. Rock goes in cycles. Rock yeah. hasn't really had its big, you know, since the 20, 
the aughts really yeah. you know you, the strokes and everything like that these guys i'm i'm seeing them now as like you know we could be looking back as this these guys are the strokes of the 2020s you know something like that I, i'm not necessarily gonna put them on that level or anything like that but we might look back and be like yeah these guys were the new look for rock and roll mm. as a, in new york city specifically maybe but uh you know i'm starting to see a bit more and more of this kind of rock coming back and these maybe i had missed others but these the living strange are the first ones that i saw that were really starting to do this kind of rock yeah and listen it's like it's really again like uh I've met these band members, you know, whether, you know, Eli remembers me, whether the other two remember me or not is probably, they probably don't, but I met them all and they're all really nice people. For sure. And so it's always like, ah, uh, it's always hard when you actually meet the people and then you, you don't just say like, I loved everything. Mm. Everything is wonderful. You're going to win a Grammy next year. You know what I'm saying? It's well, like, I don't want to do that anyway. You right, know, we, we still got to be some kind of critical right, it's hard, perfect. Right. It's, it's, it's hard to be objective when you know people, which is why I would like not want to do like a friend's band right, or something like right, this for, for this podcast. Um, so it's, it's the, 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 the things that are hard to say, but like this is an objective, uh, you know, critical review or recap, whatever. Um, and but honestly, like I feel like, you know, overall, I keep recommending this band. I keep going back to see them. Yeah, they're really fun. They're so good. <laughs> like, they're really fun. Everybody really that fun I bring to them to see them is like even people that are not really into rock music are like that was an awesome. And they show. always, always, always atta- are attached to either they're the opener or they're the mm-hmm. headliner. They're always attached to other great bands for sure. Yeah, you know right, what I'm saying. Right. So whatever They'll I have support said, other have local been, bands like, too. I don't like that you said that. I'm sorry if, if I said a thing you didn't like, but you know, um, overall, like this is a band I recommend and I really support because I really enjoy it. Sure. And I highly recommend that anybody listening uh, in the New York City area check this band out. I promise you, you if you like like just grungy, no nonsense, hard rock. You will enjoy the Living Strange with period. a with an extra sh- added show on stage. Yes, with a great element of uh, interactivity with the fans too. Yes, um, just like we keep seeing about Eli, just one of the better frontmen, one of the best, honestly, that are going around right now. As far as like any of these smaller local acts that I've seen, I mean, I've never paid more than ten dollars to see these guys, and I gush about them every time. Yeah, and, you really, really like them. It's really, really up your alley. Yeah, and 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 I know there's a lot of other people out. There there that are like me that yeah. share this taste and if you are out I feel there like and older you, people would really there, like this there like is guy, a crowd there like people sure in their like 50s and 60s i feel like would really like this yeah you could hear it and, you, and you'll start and this is what i'm saying as rock and roll goes back through its other cycles again you know what's the best real big rock album that came out i guess uh, the Black Keys just dropped one, but you I don't know, know Tame Impala hasn't dropped theirs yet. No, he's working on it now, and the Strokes are working on a new one for this year too. So it's a very, very exciting time. But uh, you know, it's the rock and roll is coming back a little bit, and I think these guys are leading the charge as far as as I'm concerned, like right here. And, and I just. I really wish that anybody out there that has not listened to them yet, just throw a song on, throw on Stumble. They didn't play it, and Eli, please play that more because I love that song. That's a riff that it's just injected. Oh one yeah, into that my is main. a good one. I know. Oh, uh, that riff hear is that. like that is genuinely Eli. If you're listening to this, that is one of my favorite riffs. Period. I, I'm um, gonna throw you know that what would be cool it's too so is good. if they like attach themselves to you know similar to the way uh, a number of musicians although I think he seeks them out you know how Jack White sort of seeks out musicians and is like sure. creates all these side projects and has his like little Jack White stable and then those bands go on to thrive on their own looking at you Olivia Jean sorry <laughs> to miss your show um, 
But, uh, you know, it'd be interesting if this man sort of, uh, you know, attached themselves. Uh, well, I don't know, attached themselves, just go on a band. tour. You well, know. you know what I'm saying, yeah. but like not not attached in terms of like they, the Living Strange dissolves, dissolves and they become a part of someone else's no, no, band. No. But, but to get the attention. To tour with a band as their opener. Of a similar, yeah. yeah. Who, did, who did you see them open for? First? So um, that was that uh, Parlor Mob show at Elsewhere. It and was Parlor them. Mob, and then it was. Big? Parlor, Parlor Mob, I don't know if they're still, but there was a time. They're uh, honestly like they played Zone One for elsewhere that night, but there was a I time like where the they Living were playing Strange bigger could, ones. Could, 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 I think uh, they could, could absolutely hitch their be wagon to a household name band, but it's uh, the band is not coming to me right now as to which one it would be that they could go on a tour with yeah. as the opener and, and yeah. start picking up some names or yeah. uh, some recognition. Yeah, good band for them. What if it was like Black Keys and they weren't the That'd opener? Would it be like Living Strange and then really someone who's like them. a next step up yeah. right now and professionally and then be Black really Keys? Do you think that they them. would fit well with the Black yeah. Keys? I think so. Yeah, that's an idea. Especially some of the harder rock Black Keys songs, you know, a True. lot of the earlier stuff. True. So I think, you know, okay, that'll be a fun one that we could come up with. Maybe some bands that they could go on a tour with and might, the the fans of that band would listen to them and go, oh, this is good stuff. Yeah. That's how you spread the word. You know? Ooh. That'd be All good right. luck for them. All right. So ho- hopefully we, uh, we uh, fanned out uh, enough here on uh, on The Living Strange. Uh, I think that, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, all three bands are recommends. I think all three of them have a good future, but particularly for me, if you're listening to this, get on the living strange now. Uh, I think they're, they, they're going to be big very soon. Nice. I genuinely think that. Nice. Um, okay. So we should, uh, come up with what we, Twitter question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought you had an idea. No. It looked like you had an idea. I don't. Uh, how do you feel? Oh, oh. I, I got one because I feel like this might this is sometimes a, a sticking point because we had one friend who did not want to do the the, the four steps forward four steps back. Oh sure. How do you feel about doing choreographed synchronized things as an audience member? Mm. Yay or nay? We'll find a better way to word that. But you know what I'm saying? Like Ben Folds kind of does this sometimes. Sure. Although they if you go to a Ben Folds show, you know Palace. it's coming. You, you know, what do they have us do? The oh, arm thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bands do this all the time. Maybe not quite as involved. You know, love if it's it or hate. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it or hate it. Do you like doing these like physical or vocal uh, audience participation mm. uh, type moments? Is that good? It's a good one. Solid one. Okay, great. Right. All right. Do my spiel. Yeah. Spiel time, Let's everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, pics, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And subscribe, follow, rate, and review. And we're going to outro this song with Eye Contact by Living Strange. This has been another episode of High Decibels Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Things are broken everywhere.